Well, 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 welcome everybody to God Squad Church. Hope you guys are having an incredible Saturday. If you guys are brand new, my name is Pastor Susie, and I have the privilege and honor to be both founder and pastor here at God Squad Church. I want to welcome our lovely people. I'm whipping out my phone. I want to look at the chat. I want to say hello to some people. Welcome, everybody. I see we got tons of people. Good to see you, Risto, Zanup. Welcome, everybody, especially if you guys are here for the first time. We want to welcome you. But I want to pause real quick and give a special welcome. You guys just saw Pastor Tammy on the screen. What you can't see is that her in-laws are here today, Scott's parents, Harwood and Mary. Can we give it up for them? Without them, we wouldn't have Scott. Who wouldn't have married Tammy. We wouldn't have all six kids, and we wouldn't have someone behind the camera. It's amazing. Thank you guys so much for being here today, all the way from Massachusetts. God bless you guys. You guys are amazing. Looking forward to talking after service. I want to welcome every single one of you, and I want to ask you a very simple but important question, okay? We're all gamers here. Well, most of us are gamers here, and, but even if you don't play video games, you might be able to understand one very important principle. When we're playing video games, and it's four on four, and there's a competition going on, I literally want you guys to answer this question in chat. When you're playing a game, Fortnite, Battle Royale, Call of Duty, 4 on 4, whatever it may be, when you're in that kind of competition, what's your number one goal? Say it out loud, put it in the chat, it's very simple. You probably want to win. Pastor, win? Indeed. <laughs> very simple. We want to win. God the Geek, all caps, win, 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 win. I don't know about you, but most people like to win, because on the contrary, who likes to lose? Nobody likes to lose. Winning is the way to go. GG, good game, is what you say when you win or when you lose, and you say it to the winner. We all love to win. Whether you play video games or not, it's very easy to understand the principle that everyone wants to win. Why? Because nobody wants to lose. Everybody wants to experience victory. Everybody wants to experience what it means to win. That's why Twitch is such a success because so many people feel like they're losing all by themselves. So they can log on to a platform like twitch.tv. They can come sit in a physical service, and they can be with other people, because when we're together, there's a sense of winning. People love watching Twitch, because Twitch allows you to watch people who are really good. Scott loves to watch Fortnite on Twitch, and he likes to watch people who lose all the time. No. He likes to watch people who win. And by watching people win, you learn what? What it takes to also win. It's why one of the most viewed video game searches on YouTube are how to win. How to get better at Call of Duty Warzone. How to increase how fast I can crank my 90s in Fortnite. People always want to know how to win. Whether it's in video games, whether it's in marriage, whether it's in how to homeschool your kids in 2020, everybody wants to know how to win. So for the next six weeks, we're starting a new series entitled, can you guess it, How to Win. And today we want to dissect this topic of winning because it's something that every single one of us are seeking after. And as I started thinking about this topic of winning, I really started thinking about this question. What does it really mean to win? What does it really mean to win? Or you might say that you know the answer of what it really means to win. And I started asking myself about life. If I were to say that I'm winning, what does that look like? I think most people could break down the aspects of life into four areas. Emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. 
started to ask myself, what does it really look like to win in all those areas? To win mentally. When I understand this, I understand it in terms of a mental maturity. If I'm going to win mentally, there's a mental maturity that needs to take place. There's a responsibility that you need to learn how to grasp. If you want to win in life, you've probably got to get up and go to work. You've probably got to hold down a job. You've probably got to learn responsibility, right? Children want things and they want them now, but adults understand that mentally I might have to delay my gratification because I can't afford it or that's not the best thing for me right now. There needs to be a mental maturing in our minds if I want to win mentally. Emotionally, if I want to win emotionally, I need to allow myself to learn how to forgive rather than holding bitterness because holding bitterness and anger is like drinking poison but thinking the other person is going to die. If I want to be emotionally healthy, I have to learn how to let myself heal from the scars and the abuse that I've faced in my life. I need to learn how to have a healthy emotional view and confidence of how God views me and who I am and who I'm not. We need to learn to win physically, to be healthy, eating the right things so that we can have a long-lasting life and not having sickness that was caused by our own bad habits. And lastly, of course, we need to win spiritually. Having relationship with Christ, who is the only way to heaven. And you might say, well, yeah, those are four good ways to win. But what about relationally? What if we added a fifth? In my personal belief, if you're currently winning emotionally and mentally, you're a person of character, you've learned how to be healthy, which means you're not putting up walls and boundaries to not let people in, you're probably going to start winning in your relationships. Your marriage is probably going to be healthier if you're a healthy person. Well, what about financially? Jesus talked a ton about money in the Bible. Well, if you've got mental maturity, I believe that you are working hard. You understand the principle that if you want to eat, you got to work, that the worker is worth his wages, and you are mentally responsible to manage money well God's way. You might never be rich, but you'll at least be able to be stable, and you'll be able to say, well, I'm winning because I'm not losing. I believe in those four areas that if we will win we will be able to experience better life here on this earth. But as I began to dissect the gaming community, my heart was broken. Because when I dissected those four areas, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, I began to realize something that maybe you've never thought of. I don't know if there's another community on the planet that is known for losing in all the areas that we really want to be winning. I started thinking about mental maturity, mental health. For gamers, when it comes to mental maturity, it's not always true. It's, it's an unfortunate stereotype, but how many of us know that most stereotypes, they start from at least some sort of truth? We'd be lying to say that there aren't some gamers out there that lack in that mental maturity area. I've had moments where I've wanted to play video games instead of going to work, and that becomes strange when playing video games is your work. But I've had moments where I didn't want to have responsibilities, I just wanted to play video games. We've all been there. I've had moments where I just wanted to have what I wanted. I want it and I want it now! Children say that at the grocery store, but as adults sometimes we want it and we want it now and we go after it. And when it comes to mental maturity, we're the people that are known as raging on the internet and saying all kinds of negative comments, and at times acting like children. 
people would mostly say that gamers are losing mentally. Let's talk emotionally. It breaks my heart that gamers, I've had so much experience in the past six years speaking with people all around the world and our staff, and one of the most common things we find with gamers is that they're facing, they're facing depression, anxiety, and some people feel like they're losing emotionally so badly that it causes them to actually lose their own life. People would say that we're losing emotionally. Physically, I don't know about you, but I'm actually 35 pounds overweight. I could be winning better physically. Gamers, it's an unfortunate stereotype, but gamers are not known for winning in their physical health. And some of us feel like we're winning because we're thin, but we're only eating Mountain Dew and Doritos, so you might be winning on the outside, but your cholesterol levels are not winning. Can I get an amen in the chat, okay? We feel like we're winning, but really are we though? And then of course, when it comes to spiritually, if you watch much of Twitch or don't know the gaming community too well, when people are scrolling through different broadcasters and people who they want to watch, and you click in the chat, one of the first things that pops up are the rules. Hey, these are the things you need to know about this person in this channel, and if you want to stay here and not get banned, you need to abide by these rules. And the most common two rules are don't talk about politics. How many of you know that talking about politics in a group of thousands of people normally don't go too well for you? Don't talk about politics. But the second one that's so heartbreaking is don't talk about religion. The gaming community is known for being people who are far from God. You go on Reddit, different websites, the gaming community is known as an atheistic community. I've never heard of another community that is known for losing in all the areas that we should be striving to be winning. And it started breaking my heart, and I really started asking myself, God, what can we do about it? What can we as a church that's reaching gamers, how can we help gamers win? And I started studying the life of Jesus. And I asked myself, if Jesus had a vision statement, if Jesus had a phrase to describe his purpose of what he wants to accomplish in everybody's life, what would it be? And I stumbled across a verse, maybe you've heard, John 10.10. 10. It's going to be on the screen. We're going to read it together. John 10.10, 10, very simple. The thief, the enemy, meaning the devil, comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But then Jesus says about himself, but I have come that they may have life and life to the full. Can I put it in gamer terms to be relevant to our culture? The devil has come that you might lose but I have come that you might win. The devil wants you to lose, but God wants you to win. Can I make a bold statement? That I believe that God's ultimate goal for you is for you to win. Now hold the phone, because some of y'all are like, prosperity preacher, what does it mean to win? Some of y'all are already on the website canceling your monthly giving. Because you're like, what is this prosperity preaching that I'm hearing about? Because that statement that God's ultimate goal for you is to win can either be incredibly heretical, meaning false, or incredibly powerful depending on how you define what it really means to win. What it really means to win. And that's what I want to talk about today. What does it really mean to win? Winning is something that everybody wants, but few people really understand. 
What does it really mean to win? Maybe you've grown up in the world's standards of what it really means to win, and you might think that winning means that I've got a long resume of accomplishments. I've accomplished a lot in life. I'm an impressive person. At my young age, I've done X, Y, and Z. Maybe you've thought that winning meant, well, I've got a large bank account. i got money for days. We're just making it rain, Beth. we just making it rain. I've got money for days. Maybe for you, winning meant driving that dream car. Well, I'm clearly winning because I've got everything that I've ever wanted. But have you ever had the chance to sit down with someone who in man's standards has everything you could ever want to win but still feels like they're losing? Have you ever talked with someone who had more money they could ever want but yet they were still lonely in their soul? The world will teach you one definition of winning, but God will teach you another. And when you understand the Bible, your definition of winning will change. Your understanding of what it really means to win will change. This is what we do on social media, right? Where my lady's at. We want to buy that nice, beautiful Gucci purse. My wife in the front, like, woo, right? You want to buy that nice, beautiful purse that unfortunately you can't actually afford. So you just swipe the credit card. And you put it on social media. You guys, I'm winning. Look at my new purse. But what people don't know is that we couldn't actually afford the purse, so we put it on credit card again, and now the purse that was really $1,000, thanks to interest, by the time you pay it off, is really going to cost you $1,500. I don't know about you, but that's, <laughs> it's not really winning. The world will teach you one definition of winning, but God will teach you another. You might feel like you're winning because you've got tons of social media followers. Tons of people know who I am. They love my pictures. They think I'm beautiful. They always retweet my favorite quotes. I have so many people that follow me. But then I had one moment of humanity, did something I shouldn't have done, said something I shouldn't have said, and now all of a sudden I've been canceled. And all these real relationships that I thought I had, I felt like I was winning. Now they've all turned their back on me. And because I did one thing, they've canceled me off the internet. Everyone's talking bad about me. And all along, when I felt like I was winning with real relationships, now I realize that even though I felt like I was winning, I was actually losing. So what does it mean to really win? Does winning mean you have a lot of stuff? Does winning mean you have a lot of money? What does it really mean to win? And I think in Scripture, Philippians 3, the Apostle Paul gives us a beautiful definition of what it really means to win. I want to read it to you. It's going to be on the screen. Philippians 3, 4 to 14. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, in other words, if they have reasons to think that they're winning for the things they've done, Paul makes a bold statement. I have more. If you think you have reasons to think you're winning, you ain't winning more than I am. The accomplishments that you have, the things that you've done, I, I've done more and he says that not to be arrogant. He says this to set us up for the fact that he's going to change our view of what it means to win. He says, I have more, verse 5, circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. In regards to the law, yeah, I'm a Pharisee. As for zeal, persecuting the church, and as for righteousness based on the law, 
I'm faultless. If you think you have reasons to win, I I have more. What all this means is Paul is telling us a little bit about himself, about his accomplishments, things that he's done, but even where he was born and the tribe that he's from. He's telling us, before I even did anything to make myself win, I was already winning. I was born a winner. Because of where I was born, the tribe that I come from, and then on top of that, I was a Pharisee, I learned the law, and the resume goes on and on and on and on. I've got all the things you wish you could have. If you want to feel like you're winning, you can't win more than I am. Paul even says in the New Testament, I've experienced what it's like to be both rich and poor, to have a lot and have very little. I've had all the world has to offer. But then here's what he says next. But whatever were gains, whatever were wins for me before, now I consider them a loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may win Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes through the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Those don't sound like winning to me. And so somehow attaining the resurrection from the dead. A few more verses, verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all this, not that I've already fully won or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Jesus Christ took hold, one for me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Here we see Paul giving us, in my opinion, the true definition of what it means to win. You see, the world will tell you that what it means to really win is to have status, success, lots of friends, lots of money. But Paul defines here that what it really means to win is not to have things, but to know Christ, to know Jesus, do you realize that you and I have the privilege and access to relationship with a holy God, to the master, king, creator of all of creation? You and I get to speak to him. I don't know about you, but if I wanted to talk to Donald Trump, I just can't. Like, I just can't. I don't have access. Don't matter if I want it, can't get it. But someone who's more important than the the president of the United States of America. He's the king of the universe. 
has invited me to have access to him, has invited me to have relationship with him, has invited you to have relationship with him. And Paul says to know Christ is to win. That no matter what happens in this life, that if you know Christ, you win. That without God, you cannot win, and with God, you cannot lose. Because even if the world took away everything that I have, if I still have Jesus, I have everything that I need. I have everything I could ever want because I get to know Christ. I get to know Jesus. I get to know him. So what does it mean to really win? It means to know Jesus. That I get to have relationship with God. That even when the bank tells me that I'm losing, I have a provider who can help me win. I'm going to struggle. In this world, you will have troubles. But Jesus said, fear not, for I have overcome the world. There are going to be moments where you feel like you're losing. But in the end, fear not, you will win. Because you know Christ. The world will tell you that winning means I've got stuff. But Paul will tell you that winning means I have Jesus. I have a king who is for me and not against me. I believe that Jesus' vision statement to describe his purpose was that the devil has come that you might lose, but I have come that you might win. That you might win by having him. That you might win by having everything you could ever need by simply having Jesus. But why do we feel like having Jesus is not enough? Because you've undervalued what it means to have him. You've undervalued the fact that you and I, who really have no deserving bone in our bodies to be in the presence of a holy God, that by what Jesus did for us on the cross, we now have relationship with Christ. Because of what he did for us, we win. Paul says, I've got a resume a mile long. If winning was in terms of the world standards, I'm good. I might as well retire now. Like, I'm good. I, I, I've done it all. Like, I was born into winning. You can't win more than I am. But he says, all that stuff I count as loss compared to what it means to win by knowing Christ. If Jesus had a vision statement, it was, I believe, this statement, that it is God's ultimate goal for you to win, but to really win means to know Christ. And so through recent events, we've been looking at our church's recent vision statement that we've had for the past several years to describe who we are, what we do, what is our purpose. Some of you might not know, some of you might. Over the past several years, our vision statement, the thing that describes our purpose has been leading gamers from virtual life to eternal life. And it sounds cool. Something that's a little long. It probably is. And it's sure, that sounds like winning. We want to help gamers get to heaven. That sounds like a win. Sounds like a win to me. We want people to go to heaven. How can that not be winning? It's winning, but it's not the whole story. Jesus doesn't want you to just go to heaven. You have a life to live here on this earth. There are many of us today, especially in 2020, because we haven't understood what it really means to win, we feel like we're losing. 
and because we haven't understood God's word as a guide to help us win in our lives, we are losing in our finances, losing in our marriage, losing with our children, losing with our jobs, losing in the way we feel about ourselves. Jesus doesn't want you to just go to heaven. Jesus doesn't want you to lose all the way until you get to heaven. So our current vision statement, sure, it helps people win, but it's part of the story. It's not the whole story. So here's what we're doing. Today, we are shifting, growing, clarifying our vision statement to no longer be from virtual life to eternal life. But starting today, God Squad Church's new vision statement is simple. Gamers winning together. Let me break this down for you what this means. One, who are we reaching? Reaching gamers. And of course, we have tons of people that don't play video games. We've got two here with us today. Anyone who wants to hear the gospel is welcome. But why are we reaching gamers? We're reaching gamers because nobody else is. There is no other church on the planet for gamers. So we're reaching gamers because other people aren't. What do we want them to do? We want them to win. And how do we want them to do it? We want them to win together because the only thing better than winning alone is winning together. But to understand this vision statement, you need to understand what it means to win. You need to understand that really winning is to know Christ. So to bring it full circle, what's our vision? Gamers knowing Christ together. And when we know Christ, we win. But the world will convince you of a false definition of winning. Look what Paul says in the scripture you read. Verse 7. But whatever were gains, whatever were wins to me, I now consider loss. For the, work, for the sake of knowing Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. Look at this bold statement. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. What Paul is doing here is he's increasing your value of what it means to know Christ and decreasing your value of what it means to have stuff. He is changing our view of what it means to win, helping us understand that we don't win by having a long resume like he did. We don't gain God's love or his forgiveness or his justification by doing stuff. We win by knowing Christ. It's not about the car that we drive or the things that we have. It's not about what we have. It's about who we know, and when we know Christ, we win. Paul is saying that all the things in the world that I could ever have, he says they're like garbage. That's strong terminology. It's like garbage compared to knowing Jesus, my king. But if you fully understand what Paul is saying here, he's not just saying there's a comparison where when you know Christ, you realize that's how you win, and when you have stuff, it's not winning. What he's also saying is that sometimes when you have a lot of stuff, it can blind you to the fact that you think you're winning when you're actually losing. You will never become desperate to try and win 
if you already think that you are. The world will never become desperate to win by knowing Christ if they already think they're winning by having stuff. Paul is saying that sometimes having the long resume, having the money, having the stuff can put you at a disadvantage because why would you want to start winning if you already think that you are? Well, I don't need God's blessing. I've got plenty of stuff all by myself. Wait, God's forgiveness of my sin? I'm a, I'm, I'm a relatively good person. I, I don't need forgiveness. I, I'm already winning. I'm already winning. So I don't need anything more. I don't need anything different. But here's what the devil will do. He will cause you to lose by convincing you that you're already winning. He will convince you that you're already winning. Well, you've got the car. You've got the house. You've got tons of social media followers. What do you need God for? What do you need God for? You're already winning. You are already winning. Paul says, I count them as loss. As a loss. There's nothing wrong with having a nice car. Nothing wrong with being rich. Nothing wrong with having lots of social media follows. But there's something wrong with thinking that it makes you win. When you overvalue stuff and undervalue Christ. We talked about Jesus' vision statement. John 10.10. 10, but I want to read a few verses before that. John 10.7-10. to 10, Because look what the enemy will do. This is Jesus talking. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you that I am the gate. I am the gate. Other translations use the word door. I am the door for the sheep, for the people. All who have come before me are the thieves and robbers, but the sheep, the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. Here's the vision statement again. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they might have life and life to the full. Jesus is saying here that I am the gate. I am the door. And if you walk through my door, you win. You will have eternal life. You will have pasture, a place where you can find rest. But he says that before me, other thieves and robbers have come. And other substitutes in life will try to convince you that they're the door and how to win. If I could, I would have put several doors on the stage with their threshold. And I would have had one door that was labeled pornography. I would have had another door that was labeled riches. Another door that was labeled fame and success. And another door that was labeled Jesus. And what the devil wants to do is increase the amount of doors to convince you that any one of these doors will lead you to win. Because if you can increase the amount of chances that you think you have to win, he will decrease your chances that you actually have to win through walking through Jesus. Many people today, oh, that door that leads to having nice stuff, well, I wanna, that sounds like winning. I want to walk through that door. I want to go through this door. But really, they don't understand that that door doesn't lead to winning. That without Jesus, there's nothing wrong with the money, but without Jesus, it leads to losing. 
People think, man, I can win. I'll have a better sex life when I'm married if I just watch lots of pornography and learn how to win. Let me just get some experience before I actually get there. Let me learn how to win. But they don't understand that it won't help you win in your sex life. It will cause you to lose. They think, well, I'm going to just walk through these plenty of other doors that are available to me because all these doors lead to winning. Because the devil knows that the way that leads to destruction is broad and many find those doors. But the door that leads to eternal life is narrow. There's only one door. One door. Even the Bible says a few will find it. There's tons of other doors. Tons of other doors that the devil will convince you will lead you to win when really they'll cause you to lose. It is imperative for you to understand what it really means to win. Because if you do not understand what it really means to win, you will spend your life falsely winning all the way into an eternal loss. That without walking through the right door, that without knowing Christ, we will never win. The reason we're so passionate about reaching people for Christ. The reason I love streaming on Twitch and getting new follows so that I can tell more people about Jesus, the reason we want to help so many gamers and so many people win is because so many people are actually losing while believing the lie that they're currently winning. So many people don't understand that if you want to win, you need to know Jesus. And when you know Christ and you want to learn how to win emotionally, read his word. When you know Christ, you want to learn how to win mentally, read his word. When you know Christ and you want to learn how to win physically, read his word. And of course, if you want to learn how to win spiritually, read his word. Paul says, I count everything as a loss to the win of knowing Jesus. Jesus said, I have come that you might win. But that statement is either incredibly heretical or incredibly powerful depending on how you define what it means to really win. I don't know about you, but I choose to follow God's definition that to win is to know Christ. That everything else is like garbage. There's nothing wrong with having lots of money. There's nothing wrong with driving a nice car. There's nothing wrong with having lots of social media follows. But please understand, those things will never cause you to win. I've spoken with people who have a lot of money, who are winning on the outside, but losing on the inside. I've met a lot of people who had a lot of social media follows. You see it happen on Twitch all the time. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of followers and viewers. They have millions and millions and millions of dollars. But yet they commit suicide? Because on the outside they were winning. But on the inside they were losing. Because they didn't know what it meant to really win. They didn't know what it meant to know Jesus because when you really know Jesus, it overvalues, it increases the value of what it means to know him. 
and decreases the value of what it means to have everything else. There will be a day for every single person that's here, myself included, whether it's me or my wife first, one of us will lose each other. I'm grateful that I'm young and have many more years before that happens, and it will be a devastating moment. But when I pass from this earth, it doesn't mean that my wife loses. She loses me, but she still wins because she has Christ. I could lose my career, and I could lose all my followers. But if I have Christ, I still win. I could lose everything and still win because I have Christ. I've met people in wheelchairs who can't move their legs, who can't move their arms, but have a smile on their face because they had Jesus. They couldn't work. They couldn't feed themselves. But they smiled as if they were winning because they had Jesus. Many of us in 2020, you felt like you were losing. Well, I've lost my job. I've lost part of my finances. I'm losing my mind. I just feel like I'm losing. Can I tell you today that in 2020, you may have lost everything else, but if you still have Jesus, you're still winning. You're still winning. If you don't understand what it really means to win, you'll always think that you're losing. But if you really understand what it means to win, you'll realize that no matter what, I'm always winning. Without God, you cannot win. And without God, you cannot lose. With God, you cannot lose. Paul says, I consider everything on my resume, all of my good deeds, all of my actions, everything I ever did, I consider them as garbage to knowing Christ. In 2020, if you know Jesus, you win. That even if I lost everything I have, but I have Jesus, I win. So what do we want to do? We want to be gamers winning together. Gamers knowing Christ together. Staying connected with Christ and community, doing it together as a body, as a community. We were not created to be alone. We win when we are together with community and with Christ. And it is our mission. It is our vision to achieve Jesus' vision statement. That I have come that you might win. But not by having stuff. By having Jesus. And Jesus Christ did everything that he needed to do to ensure that you could win, not just here on earth, but for all of eternity. But in order for Jesus to win, temporarily, he needed to lose for your behalf. Pastor Winkari said it earlier, he didn't come with a sword and a shield. You want to go to battle and win? You should probably bring a sword and a shield. You want to come and defend yourself and put up a good fight? That's what the world would say is winning. But Jesus Christ laid down his life, died on the cross for you and for me. He never sinned once. He never lost his, his God nature. He never lost what it was like to be in perfect relationship with God. 
but on the cross he died to pay the price for our sins so that we could be forgiven. And when he died, everybody thought he lost. But on the third day, they realized he won. He rose again, showcasing that he is Christ, that he has the victory, and that when you know God, you win always. It doesn't mean that you won't struggle. But it means that in the end, with Jesus, you cannot lose. Maybe you've watched UFC before. And you see the grown adults, you might have mixed opinions of it at all, but the two adults are practicing martial arts and fighting. And some people think that winning means no sacrifice involved. That winning has no pain involved. But if you watch the end of the fight, they stand next to the judge, and there is a winner and a loser. But there is only one. And when he raises the winner's hand, you might be distracted by the fact that even though there was a winner, both the winner and the loser have one thing in common. They both have a black eye. But just because they have a black eye doesn't mean they can't win. Just because currently in 2020 you've been beaten down, you've been hurt, you've been discouraged, just because you feel like you're losing doesn't mean you're not winning. When you know God, you cannot lose. Without Jesus, you cannot win. But with Jesus, you cannot lose. And I pray that today, you have taken your value off of the world's definition of what it means to win, to have step, to have lots of followers, or to even have good feelings. Many people come to Jesus today because they want to win. But if we'll be honest, maybe even the way that we've described the gospel, we've considered and convinced people that you should follow Jesus just so that you can win for the wrong reasons. I've done it unintentionally. Well, come to Jesus, he'll give you peace. True. Come to Jesus, he'll give you rest. True. But have we gone so far in the other spectrum that we've only convinced people to follow Jesus because of the benefits that he gives you by teaching them a false definition of what it means to win? Have we offered the gospel in such a way that convinces people, follow Jesus because it'll make your life better, rather than following Jesus because he's the king of glory who deserves to be served? I heard an analogy earlier this week as I conclude my sermon, that there were people flying on a plane. And there were two stewardesses. And one of them went to a pastor and said, sir, I've got this parachute that will really increase the quality of your time with us. It'll make your flight a lot more comfortable, a lot more enjoyable. You're going to really love having this parachute, so you should put it on. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. I'll take two. Give me a parachute, puts it on, but then after a few minutes, it, it wasn't as great as they described it would be. They realized, like, I can't even sit back in my chair. There's only 17 centimeters between me and the seat in front of me anyway. I could barely fit now. I can't sit back. I look ridiculous. People are like, dude, why are you wearing a parachute on the plane? You look ridiculous for the choice that you've made to take the parachute. And it was only a little matter of time before the person said, I don't know, 
take my parachute off. It's not as comfortable as I thought it would be. But then the other stewardess came to the passenger and said, Sir, I must urge you to take this parachute because at any moment, this plane is going to crash and you are going to need this parachute. And with great pleasure, the pastor said, yes, yes, give me that parachute. And then he didn't care that it was uncomfortable. He didn't care that it didn't just increase his flight. He didn't care that he could barely fit in his seat. He didn't care that other people were looking at him wondering, why are you wearing a parachute? He was wondering, why aren't you? The plane is going to crash, and you're going to need what I have. Have we done it to the gospel? That we have convinced people, follow Jesus only because of his benefits and falsely teaching them that winning means peace, that winning means joy, or is winning knowing Christ, and because I have him, I also get the benefits. But I don't follow Jesus for his benefits. I follow Jesus because he's king. I follow Jesus because he's God, and I follow Jesus because his peace doesn't get me to heaven. His salvation gets me to heaven. There are other doors, but Jesus is the only way to win. And I wonder today how many of us, maybe with good intentions, have convinced people to follow Jesus for a false win. He'll make your life better. He'll give you peace. He'll give you joy. And then when people start following him and they realize, whoa, things didn't automatically get better. I'm going to take my parachute off. When really we needed to let them know the plane's going to crash. The plane's going to crash. There'll be a day when all of us we will lose our lives. No matter you want to fight it, no matter how long you want to hold on to it, our physical bodies will lose, but our spirit beings can win. If we know Jesus, if we know what it really means to win, as a follower of Jesus, I don't always have peace. I have bad days, but even on days where I feel like I'm losing, I'm still winning. And I pray today in Jesus' name that you will understand what it really means to win. Because if you don't understand what it really means to win, you will spend your life falsely winning all the way into an eternal loss. When today Jesus is offering himself to you so that you might win. So that you, like Paul, might press on toward the win to go heavenward, to be with Jesus for all of eternity, where you will win and win and win and win some more, and you will never stop winning. There's no cancer. There's no sickness. You will have eternal peace, eternal joy. But that's not why heaven feels like winning. Heaven feels like winning because Jesus is there. Heaven isn't winning because the streets are made of gold. Heaven isn't winning 
because there's beauty and crystal. Heaven is winning because God is there. And today, God gives you opportunity to win, to say yes to following Jesus, to say yes to following Jesus. And it's my prayer that for every single one of us, whether you're a follower of Christ or not, that you will devalue your definition of winning by having things and understand the true definition that to truly win is to know Christ. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you. That even though, God, I am deserving of losing, thank you that, Jesus, you've allowed me to win. Not by my own merit, not by my own resume, not by the things that I've done or earned, but thank you that I get to know Christ, that I get to win. And so, God, I pray as we embark on our vision, gamers winning together, that you would help us to continue to speak love and truth to the world that gamers all over the world might experience what it really means to win. And for us today, God, whose hearts are discouraged because 2020's beat us down and we feel like we're losing, remind us, Jesus, that without God, we cannot win, but with God, we cannot lose. Which even though if I'm feeling beat down, I'm still winning because I know Christ. Help us to love you, to value you, to truly see you as the most valuable thing that we could ever, ever ask to have, your presence. God, help us to love you, to serve you, and to know what it truly means to win by knowing Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, according to my phone, there are 87 viewers in the chat online. Uh, who knows from where? Probably, most likely, statistically speaking, all over the world. That's not by accident. There are many people in the room here today as well, willingly coming to worship you, or at the very least to learn more about you. That's not by accident. And I'd be willing to bet that there are some people today that were just like me, it was a time in my life when I thought I was winning. I was walking in my own confidence, in my own flesh, in my own selfishness, if I'm honest. But all that changed when I met Jesus Christ. All of that changed when I realized that I was a sinner sinning against a holy and perfect God who loves me and created me for good works and my life changed forever when I submitted myself to him as my king, my savior. I asked for forgiveness for not living for him. You know what happened after I did that? I truly understood what it meant to win because I had purpose. I now had direction for my life that I never had before. And guess what? That is a free gift that God offers you today. It's a free gift of not only salvation, that there is a hope and assurance beyond of what we see, hear, feel, and touch, but also winning here today.
It's a free gift from God. And the only thing that God asks of you is that you would submit your life to him and accept his forgiveness for living a sinful life against a holy God. I believe that God is doing a work today in you. In you. And you don't know what tomorrow may bring. My sister, at age 42, passed away just about 12 days ago unexpectedly. It hit us like a ton of bricks. We, we were speechless. We didn't know how to respond, what to think, what to feel. And the words that ran through my mind when I heard the tragic news was this. There's no greater perspective on life than death because there's no guarantee what tomorrow brings. So maybe you're here today, maybe you're like what I was and you were living in your flesh, you were living for the things of this world, but guess what? Circumstances are not perfect. Circumstances are not constant. Circumstances are ever-changing. We, we don't like to mince words here at, at God Squad Church. We want to be truthful with you in love. And the reality is we live in a broken world. It's all around us. Turn on the news. Look inward. There's brokenness within you. There's famine. There's war. There's cancer. There's death. We have brokenness inside of ourselves. We're not perfect. There's broken relationships that we have. But ultimately, we have a brokenness with the God who created us, who loves us, who values us, who values you. And you can try all the other things and foolishly be deceived that you are winning, but the reality is that you're not. You can search in pornography, you can search in drugs, in alcohol, in cars, in jobs, in money, in going to church on Sunday, in religion, in harming yourself, in taking your life. The list goes on and on, but guess what? They're really Band-Aids at best. They're really more like a boomerang a slingshot that's just going to pull you right back into your brokenness even more than it was before. But God loves you so much that he made a way out of that brokenness. He wants to show you what it's like to not only win at the end of your life, but win here and now in this life. And you can do that today. If you want to submit your life to Jesus, repent of your sin, make him your king, your Lord, your savior, or maybe you want to rededicate your life to him, now is the time to do it. I would ask that you close your eyes today with me and pray these words. You can say them out loud. You can say them in your heart at the end of the day. God knows your heart, but pray these words with me today. God, I realize now that I have not been winning. I realize now, God, that I have been losing. And it's my own doing, Father, because I recognize that I have sinned against you. I've been living for myself and not for you. Would you forgive me for that, Father? I accept your free gift of salvation. I repent of my sinful life. That is in the past, Lord. And I make you my King, my Lord, my Savior. Help me to follow you. Help me to win all my days in Jesus' name, amen.
If you just prayed that prayer, whether you're watching online, maybe you're watching even in the future on Avad or on YouTube, I want you to know that the biggest question you've ever had has been answered. The biggest problem you've ever had has been solved in Jesus Christ, and we want to celebrate with you. We want to celebrate with you. Would you be so bold to do something for me? I'm going to count down from three, and when I say one, I want you to type in the chat the word yes. We believe by faith that God is doing a work all around the world through ministries like ours here at God Squad Church. So I'm going to count down from three. And when I say one, would you boldly put yes in the chat so we can know that you have made that decision and connect with you to take you to the next level in three, in two, in one. Put those yeses in the chat. And can we celebrate here and all over the world watching online for those who have put their faith in Jesus Christ we are so excited for you. The numbers are still around 90, and, and I'm seeing yeses. I'm seeing Grimshell Hound. I am seeing Brit. I am seeing the Pale Italian. What a name. I'm, I'm seeing three yeses. Do I hear four? God knows your heart, whether it's the first time or you're rededicating your life to Christ. Someone's going to put a link in the chat. We want to help you take your faith, your newfound faith in Jesus, to the next level. Would you click on that link? Help us to learn more about who you are so we can connect with you, come alongside you so that this isn't the end, but only the beginning of your journey with Jesus Christ. And can we, can we put our hands together one more time for the people that have just put their faith in Jesus Christ? Amen. Amen.